chase is on. Welcome to the Chasing Ball Game Sports Betting Podcast that is ready to roll for Wednesday. Some call it Hump Day. We call it a Hoops Day because we love to talk basketball. I am Jimmy Brown, your humble host, and I'm very excited to bring you the Wednesday edition of the Chasing Ball Game Podcast. And I appreciate all the listeners that have tuned in for our first full week, and it's only going to get better. I'm working on some things from a production value. And as always, I am chasing down the latest sports information that I can find, whether it be on social media or are the chasers reaching out to me and sharing information, things like that. I have it all. And since today is Hoops Day, we're going to start off in the college basketball ranks as it's time to look a bit closer as I'm going to dissect the 2017 National Championship college basketball odds, tell you where people are going. And I'm going to give out another pick on the college hoop schedule. And of course, we're talking NFL, maybe Hoops Day, but how can you not talk about the NFL? I'm going to touch on the Antonio Brown story a bit, tell you why it's overblown. I'm going to tell you why Big Ben has to get better if they hope to beat the Patriots this weekend, and then I will feature what the wise guys are thinking as far as the point spread is concerned or which way they are leaning and end it out with a few big trends on the AFC and the NFC Championship games as promised. Finally, I'm going to wrap things up with betting the buckets, the popular NBA betting segment where I will have a beyond-the-box score Talk about why that Warriors win is meaningless against the Cavs. A calendar crunch and one of my strongest picks of the week in the NBA. So you've picked a great day. And I mean great day to tune in. Chasing Ball Game is blazing quick with more than one pick. So let's get this thing started. And we're starting in college basketball again. Right now we are in conference playing college basketball. So if you are going to tune in, if you are going to start watching games, now is the time to do it. Because you will see games that, for the most part, always matter. Plus, you will catch up on college basketball if you've missed it because you've been watching football for the last four months or so. And when we talk about the big odds board, when we're talking about the odds to win a championship, UCLA and Gonzaga are starting to get a lot of love. The Bruins opened the season at 80-1. to Then, of course, they started the season off winning every game they could possibly win. And now they're 8-1 to to win it. Now, the Bulldogs... People know them. They've been a Cinderella for a long, long time. They, like UCLA, open up at 81, but they, they're they just not losing. They're a good team. They've always been a good team, but now they're starting to get a little bit little bit more of that national press, not to mention they're pretty good against the spread. Their odds have dropped to 20-1. to 1. Now there's some other teams who have completely faded out. UConn, they started 40-1. to 1. Now they're 5,000-1. to 1. Again, that's a situation where the name UConn got a lot of hype, but the team isn't that good. So a lot of things to look at. If you want to look at the big odds boards, who your front runners are, you're not going to be surprised. They're your Duke Blue Devils of the world and things like that. But it could give you some good insight if you're just tapping into college basketball right now. But let's get a quick pick out of the way. I'm taking the Penn State and Indy Lions to take down the Indiana Hoosiers. First of all, the small line should tell you something. You can get Indiana minus two, minus three, and that might look good because Indiana is a very, very good team, no doubt about it. But the Hoosiers... They don't play well in Penn State. One and four against spread in the last five meetings, plus Penn State comes rolling into this. Uh, they got a little momentum. They got a big win against a ranked team, Minnesota, which they've not done in forever. Plus they have Mike Watkins. He had a double-double in that game, freshman of the week. Not to mention the Lions are 10-5 and five against the spread this year. They're a very good team. They're a very, very young team. So while I like them tonight, 
a very young team uh, means they don't know better, in my opinion, which means they don't consider themselves underdogs when they play a team like Indiana. They just go out and get it, and I think they're going to do that again. I think they get the win. However, I will add a little disclaimer. When this team goes to conference play, let's say in the tournament or or will even play in a championship if they, if they get the nod, um, they could be a good fade because, to me, young minds in the college basketball tournament are not good they've got no seniors very young team so i would pass on them but not tonight give me penn state plus the points over the indiana hoosiers now let's go to the nfl look every show you listen to podcast the big boys espns of the world you're gonna hear about antonio brown Look, to me, when it comes to news, especially in the NFL, you're going to get a lot of news that isn't news. Is this news? It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch Antonio Brown sit there and, and tape himself or on Facebook Live, I should say. It wasn't taping. It was live. Um, to put himself on social media and talk about how great he was and how great the celebration is, completely not even realizing that his coach is giving a speech. But I don't think it's much more than that. Bulletin board material? All right, I'm into it. I mean, you could use that. If you're Bill Belichick, you'd say, hey, they call us assholes and they think we're great. Do I think that really helps um, them get motivated? I don't know. Maybe. I'd like to think they're a bit more professional, a bit more above that. I mean, if you've got to get up for an AC championship game, then you're probably not in the right business. So to me, it's overblown. Hearing all that information, I really like to focus on information that's good. And for me, it's Big Ben. He has to get better if they're going to beat the Patriots. Now, if you listen to me this week, you would have heard me just boast, laud, give all the credit, accolades, you name it, to that offensive line, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I, to me, it's the best one left in the playoffs. Uh, Le'Veon Bell ripping it up has been just one sign of that. But they have to keep Big Ben clean. This year, he's not looking good. I'll be honest with you. He didn't look good against the Chiefs. He has not looked good. But he's good when he's not being sacked or not being pressured. 101.2 passer rating on the season. But when pressured, his passer rating drops to 35. It drops 35 points to 66.2. And he's thrown, get this, he's thrown as many picks as touchdowns this season when he's under pressure. And lately, all he's doing is throwing interceptions. He's thrown five interceptions the last three games, eight in his last five, and nine in his last six. They need to keep him clean. Big Ben has to respond. That's going to be one of the matchups I will be watching for this AFC Championship game. Now let's talk wise, guys. If you do not pay attention to the Vegas Power Rankings, I beg you to pay attention. I implore you to take a peek at them because it's important. Even at this time of the season, for example, everyone is talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and don't get me wrong, they deserve a credit, great winning streak. But in Vegas, the Power Rankings shows the Packers are last. Patriots first, then the Falcons and Steelers all ranked above Rodgers. Now, let's take a look at the point spreads and, and what Vegas thinks of the point spreads. I brought this up when I looked at the initial lines. A lot has changed since then. First of all, in Vegas, the wise guys, if you will, they rate the Falcons three points better than the Packers on a neutral field. And this line opened up at four. I see a bunch of fives now um, It's certain books, so look out for that. But the public is still pounding Green Bay. Technically, if they're a three-point favorite on a neutral field and you give three points for the home field, you can get them minus six and still have some value. So four, four and a half, five is a pretty good bet. But 70% of the public on Green Bay. Now, on the flip side, the Patriots, they're rated just two points better than the Steelers on a neutral field. So give, give the home field advantage. That's five. That's right around where this line sits. Five and a half and some sixes are out there. I wouldn't be surprised if this line goes to six and a half. It won't touch seven. 
it won't touch seven and it won't go below five. I think it'll sit right in that range. Again, 56% of the people on Tom Brady and the Patriots at home, and it's obviously because of their track record and what they do at home. Last time I was on the air, I did promise you I would get you a few trends. I looked at uh, the good folks at Bet Labs. They always post some good stuff, and I found these great ones. Matt Ryan, still the least profitable playoff quarterback right now, 1-5 in five against the spread in his last six games. Not to mention that in the last two years, as a home favorite, the Falcons are 4-10 against the spread. They're not covering the number. Now the Patriots, all you can hear about, they've been to the AFC Championship game seemingly every year for 40 years, but they've really been to the AFC title game in seven of the last 10 years, only 1-6 against the spread in those games. So they've had trouble covering the number. Something to keep in mind when you're placing bets this weekend in the NFL but now let's get to the NBA. It's time for betting the buckets, the most popular NBA betting segment. This segment is brought to you by the top-rated online sportsbook, mybookie.ag, the official sports betting site of the Chasing Ball Game podcast. If you think you know who will win and you want to bet on it, then sign up at mybookie.ag because there you play, you win, and you get paid exclusive offer for all the chasers and all my listeners that are turning in sign up at mybookie.ag use the promo code chaser that's c-h-a-s-e-r you will get an exclusive 100 percent bonus up to a thousand dollars to bet on sports take advantage of this people i play at the sports book they're a good sports book there is no reason you should not be signed up get on board today all right hoops day so let's go beyond the box score i'm gonna talk Cavs warriors look if you're like me you're a big fan of blowout win over the Warriors. One of the picks that I gave up on MLK Day was the Warriors minus the 7, 7.5, easily covering that number. But overall, this win was meaningless. Please don't blow it out of proportion. First of all, the Cavs were sloppy. 15 turnovers to 11 assists, shot just 35% overall. Most of the players headed for the tunnel before the final buzzer even sounded. LeBron James made news by saying this isn't a rivalry. You can make... Uh, what of that? What you will out of that? But to me, what I really think he was trying to say is it's the regular season. So let's not get too hyped up for this game. Obviously, they're going to. I mean, Cleveland had won the past four meetings. That includes the NBA Finals, of course. So Golden State really wanted to show up in this game. They really had more on the line, if you will, in this game. And they showed. It showed. When they were hitting threes, they were dancing. You could tell they were more excited about this game. It was a big deal to them. But again, it's regular season. If you follow the San Antonio Spurs, and if you don't, you should. They're one of the best teams in the NBA. They make a point of sitting out these high-profile games or even ignoring these high-profile games because they know in the long scheme of things they're not important, especially if you're playing out of conference. Now, I will tell you that the Warriors' win over the Cavs was the largest margin of defeat suffered by a defending NBA champion since 2006. But again, don't overreact. A perfect example is futures. Look, people bet NBA futures all year long. Whether you start off by taking them to get some value, whether you hedge them along the way, people do it. But nobody is getting more future love than the Golden State Warriors. At many sports books, they're getting 52% of the money. That's William Hill's Nevada sports book. They're getting 52% of the money that has been wagered on the odds to win the NBA titles on Golden State. That's more than triple the amount that has been bet on Cleveland. Why is that? Well, it's obvious they got Kevin Durant, not to mention they're pretty good, not to mention you could say they were hungry for a title. Right now, Golden State, you can get them minus 140 to win the championship. You can get Cleveland at plus 190. 
to me, if you're looking for value, Cleveland at plus 190 is value. The Spurs are at 6-1, to one, the only other team with single-digit championships odds. Just like last year, I broke down the finals every game. I had the Cavaliers to win it all. If, if you're looking at three teams to win the championship, according to Vegas, there's only three. Golden State, Cleveland, San Antonio, Spurs. And remember, overall, the Warriors have been a bad bet this year. I mentioned this last time out. It's solely based on line value. Think about this. Last year, they were favored in 78 of the 82 games they played with an average point spread of 10.2. This year, Golden State has been favored in 40 of 40 matchups, the first 40 matchups, with an average point spread of 12.3. Now, I know you say it's only a small line, but that line means value. That shows you how important the lines are in the NBA, and they've bumped up the average point spread on the Golden State Warriors by two points. That's why you have to be smart. That's why you have to shop around. That's why you have to get the best value in betting in the NBA because those lines are going to be tight. Let's get ready for the counter crunch. Get ready for the Rockets. They have a few injuries. And for the game last night against the Heat, they had to change the lineup. Ryan Anderson sat out with an illness. Corey Brewer had to start small forward. Trevor Reason moved to power forward. You would have seen that on Twitter if you follow me, at Chasing Ballgame. But injuries, illnesses, especially an NBA team, if you have an illness, everybody seems to get it. But it's going to make this tough stretch even tougher. I've circled the Saturday game at Memphis for a good spot to consider fading the Rockets. It's not a pick, mind you. When I give you these counter crunches, I just want to make you aware of the situation. If it is indeed a pick, I will talk about it when we get closer to game time. But right now it's not. But in that game against Memphis, it'll be after the game against the Warriors, so there'll be some letdown. It will be their fifth game in seven nights for the tired Rockets. If they beat the Warriors, I'll tell you right now, I will be fading the Rockets. But for now, just keep that in mind. Also, watch the Celtics. They're the hot team right now. Isaiah Thomas scored 35 when the Celtics beat the Hornets. 15th straight game in which the Celtics scored at least 100 points. Again, another little tasty NBA nugget I shared on Twitter. But the line makers have adjusted the Celtics line. Three of the last four games have had a total of at least 217. That's Golden State Warrior total kind of numbers. Now the over is 8-2 in the last 10 games, but with that adjustment, you're going to see some correction. Not to mention, the Celtics would have played just three games in 10 days before they start a busy trip on the 24th of January. I know what a lot of you guys are saying. Hey, Jimmy, that's like a week from now. Why are you talking about counter crunch from a week from now? Because it's down the road. These are the ones you got to circle. So when we approach it and talk about it again, you already see it coming. During that stretch, they're going to play four games in five nights. Could be in trouble against Milwaukee. Speaking of which, watch the Bucks. Not only are they improving, but they get a lot of teams in tough spots in the counter crunch. And they could be a good team to back. That's why this counter crunch is important to me. Because I would not know that Milwaukee had teams they were playing against that were in tough spots if I did not do the counter crunch. So I'm glad you tuned in. But let's get to the picks. Now, this is one of my strongest picks of the week. Look, I don't sell picks. I don't. Other people do that. Feel free to go to them. My picks are always free. And when I say strongest picks, I don't want anybody hitting me up on Twitter saying they lost their mortgage. Um, I, I just really like this pick. Plain and simple. Give me the Sacramento Kings over the Pacers. I see a line. Uh, last time I checked it, it was one. But, you know, I like to give you up-to-date stuff. Let me see what I have right now. Yeah, I, I even got them at a pick them. So shop around. I got them from every one-and-a-half one to one to a pick them. If you do sign up at mybookie.ag, use the promo code CHASER. They are a pick right now. Um, they're about to hit the road for an extended trip. They've been bad on this homestand, 1-5 record. Teams want to end on a good note for a couple of reasons. First of all, you're at home. You should win games at home. Second of all, when you hit the road, you want to have momentum. Plus, they've played well against the Pacers. Kings have won the past four meetings. So they get a little confidence coming to this game. Matt Barnes came out. 
kind of jumped on the team a little bit. He was quoted as saying that this team needs focus and discipline. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's DeMarcus Cousins. He's going to need discipline. It's Matt Barnes. Funny that he uses that quote. But these kind of quotes, especially from a little veteran leadership, if there is such a thing as leadership with the Sacramento Kings, goes a long way. Plus, the Kings, they pay off after a loss, 14-5 and against the spread. So when they lose, they like to get focused. I think this is a good spot to take the Kings. Pacers, by the way, 1-4 against spread in their last five road games. 0-4 against spread. Last four road games with versus a team with a losing home record. Complete laydown for the spot. Give me the Kings as my pick for Hoops Day. That will do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for stopping by and hanging out. Again, we might like to make it quick because I know your time is valuable. If you want to be featured right here on the Chasing Ball Game podcast and become a chaser, all you have to do is reach out to me or follow me on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game. Just like the latest chasers that have joined in on the fun, Irish NFL guy and Sophia Gracie who joined in on the chase, you can join in too. Hit me up. We can talk picks. We can talk sports. We can talk Antonio Brown. I'll talk about whatever you want and all of the good quotes, thoughts, information, or even your picks, concerns, or comments will be featured right here each and every time I hit the airwaves. Stop by tomorrow. I'll get right back into hoops with some interesting angles on college basketball and how to prepare for the tournaments. Betting the buckets, of course, with some quality NBA info. And I finally will release my pick and my thoughts on the NFC Championship game and the Packers versus the Falcons. Until then, good luck at the sportsbooks and win big while you keep on chasing.